Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. So we got 31 stab wounds. What was it? Ice pick. I'd like to speak to Miss Catherine Tremell, please. Is she a suspect? She's a writer. She published a novel. It's about a retired rock and roll star who gets murdered by his girlfriend. You know how she does the boyfriend? With an ice pick. She intended the book to be her alibi. You didn't feel anything for him. You just had sex with him for your book. In the beginning, he gave me a lot of pleasure. You like playing games? Games are fun. What's your new book about? A detective. He falls for the wrong woman. What happens? She kills him. How's it feel to kill someone? You tell me. You're in over your head. She seduces people. She manipulates people. She's evil! I have nothing too high. You playing a game here? Games are over. Welcome to Dorking Out. My name is Sonia Mansfield. And what are you going to do? Charge me with smoking? Joining me is my podcasting sister from another mister and the co-host of Dorking Out, Margot D. Hello, my friend. You know, I don't like to wear any underwear, don't you, Nick? <laughs> he does know because he's creeping on her like a perv through this whole oh, movie. We are Dorking Out about 1992's <laughs> Basic Instinct. The episode that's been in the making since Margot and I started uh, podcasting together. I don't know why we waited so long for this one. I don't know why either. But wow, I saw it again for the first time in many, many years. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) This is directed by Paul Verhoeven. It's written by Joe Esterhaus. It's this movie's very famous. If you're listening to this, I'm sure you've seen it. It stars Sharon, uh, Sharon Stone, Michael Douglas, George Zunda, I think. Does Zunda. Zunda, yeah. Jean Triplehorn, she's beautiful. She, yes. Beautiful. She's gorgeous. I think this was like her first movie. Um, and then uh, we got Wayne Knight in there. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Newman. <laughs> Shows up for a little bit. Did you see this movie in the theater, Margot? Oh, you're goddamn right I did. Everyone yes. saw this movie because everyone was talking about this movie because I lived in the Bay Area like you, yes. you do now. Yes. I lived there then. There were protests going on when they were filming this movie and then they uh, there were protests over it because they said, this is homophobic and then people said things like, spoiler, Catherine did it! <laughs> they were trying to ruin. And that just makes people want to see something more. Yes. Back then, anyway. I, yeah. mean, I went in like, oh, am I a bad ally, basically. And this movie hates women so fucking much. It totally does. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. And uh, let me just say the good things. Sharon Stone is incandescent. Like, she is a movie star. She is such a movie star. When they talk about, like, people, like, a role that just makes them, like, sends them to the top, 
it's like Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman. Like, yeah, that is Sharon Stone and Basic Instinct. She is the best thing in this movie. In fact, when she's not on the screen, the rest of it is trash. <laughs> These people are utter fucking garbage. Yes. That no one's good at their job. No, they're all terrible. <laughs> and all citizens of San Francisco should be freaked out, not by the homophobia of this movie, but just by these incompetent police. Oh, my gosh. Who don't even collect DNA. No. Which was a thing at the time. Not even like the blood type. No, the the movie could have been solved by DNA, which was a thing that they started doing, I think, in the 80s. So they yes. absolutely could have been doing that. But at no point, no one even mentions the word DNA. Because the minute that's introduced, what are we doing? What What's the whole point what of the are, movie? Who are these people? Who are these people? Uh, <laughs> this movie is so <laughs> fucked up. And I remember, I mean, the laughs. Oh. Yeah, Joe Esterhaus, you knew he was like, patting himself on the back with some of these lines. Yes. There's got three million for this. And this is 30 years ago, three million. Yes. That's a shitload of money, y'all. And his one regret is all of the smoking that's in this movie. He that's feels a, real that, bad. That's the regret. That's wow. the, it's not that like everyone who is a bisexual in this movie is also a killer. That's, that's not the problem. It's the smoking. It's the smoking. And that, Michael Douglas, who's pushing 50, mm-hmm. is uh, when he's in that. Okay. Do we start at the beginning? We will start at the beginning, but I do want you to finish that thought because I wrote the same thing down here. This movie hinges on the fact that they take no DNA from anything. Yes. And it is also that every single woman wants to fuck Michael Douglas in this movie. And, and, and anywhere, anytime. Yeah. They're willing to get slapped around. And people are into what they're into. Yes. But this movie just makes every woman make the worst decisions in her professional life. Yes. In her personal life. Every cop here is a nincompoop. They <laughs> don't deserve these jobs. It's Michael, uh, Jesus Christ. You you, you, were, you like saw this movie months ago and you put yeah. it on social media. Yeah. Him. In a sweater with like no yeah. t-shirt, like a V-neck sweater yes. with no t-shirt underneath, is him being young. Yeah, and I don't be, know. He goes to like talks yet. Yeah, but, he wow. goes to like the hippest club in San Francisco, and he shows up in his V-neck sweater. And I took a video and I put it like on the social media channels, and it totally looks like Sharon Stone's dad is there to pick her up at the club. Is what it looks like, and he yeah, and she's like dancing with her with her girlfriend and. And then, is that dancing? I guess. I don't know. Or it's aerobics. <laughs> it's aerobics, maybe. It was. It, I mean, that's like Debbie Allen, like level, like yeah. the, the jumping up and down and everything. But yeah. Yes. And at some point, somebody says, this is where you start paying and sweat. And they like hit their cane on the ground <laughs> and she starts jumping around. But like, he, then he shows up in his V-neck sweater and it's like, come on, honey, the car's running. I'm in a loading zone. And like, she totally just melts in his arms because he grabs her ass. It's so stupid. This movie doesn't understand anything about women. It hates women. Hates um, women. They don't know anything about them. Yeah, but we should just go through the plot because... Yes, please. <laughs> this is, Ugh, get it over with. Let's, but let's do I, it. Honestly, 
okay, on yeah. one hand, this movie is terrible. I remember sitting in a movie theater, and it's like half the audience was in the bag, and the other half of the audience was like For rolling sure. their eyes. You ever feel that? Like, anyway, yeah. Yeah. it's watchable. This it's, is fucking stupid, but it's watchable. It's That's super we'll watchable. It. I just watched this movie a couple months ago, and I was like, yeah, I'll totally watch it again. Because it's trash, yeah. but it's very entertaining trash. And because Sharon Stone is so fucking good in this movie. and She's great, and San Francisco looks beautiful. It does. It absolutely does. And I, you know, we're going to be making fun of this movie a lot, but I don't want to distract from the fact that Sharon Stone in this movie is one of those all-time performances. And we can shit on the politics of the movie, and we will. But kind of like when we talked about this is going to sound weird, but stay with me, everybody. We talked about when Harry met Sally and how amazing Meg Ryan is in that movie. Yeah. And how every romantic comedy after that is trying to capture Meg Ryan and when Harry met Sally. And I feel that that's what Sharon Stone is like in this movie. That after this movie, every like erotic thriller was trying to bottle what Sharon Stone was doing in this movie. And they fail miserably. And, you know, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. So I guess she should be flattered. But um, you should be flattered, <laughs> Sharon Stone. She's very good in this movie. She's excellent. I mean, yeah. there's just, there's no other, like I said, she's incandescent. She yes. just, like, she writes, is she, sorry, she is like, she, she shines so brightly. Yes. And even around all these veteran, they have every character actor in Hollywood yes. that's ever been been a cop in a thing. <laughs> Get the cop who played in the in the thing. Got him. How about the other one? Got him too. <laughs> I just expected like the cops from Beverly Hills Cops to show up at one point. Totally. Hearing, I mean, every uh, at some everybody. point, Judge Reinhold is going to show up. Exactly. <laughs> I want to hear Eddie Murphy's laugh. <laughs> I would have yeah. been fine with that. It would have made the movie better. It would. It, well, Axel would have solved the fucking case. Totally. Too. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, let's go on. Yeah. Sorry. So it, no, you're good. You're good. So the movie opens with, you know, a sex scene because this movie has tons of those. And the, it's a woman, a blonde who ties this guy up with her scarf and then she stabs him with a nice pick. It's pretty gruesome. Pretty gruesome. Um, it yeah. seems pretty obvious to me that that is Sharon Stone. At the beginning yes. of this movie, but I guess we're not supposed to know. She's flipping her hair around her face. Yeah, so, so you're, but but she's look. naked as a blue jay, and she's snooping this guy hard. Yeah, and, and she's doing her signature move, her signature sex move <laughs> with the scarf and the yeah back bend, and and then and then the, she takes out an ice. Uh, <laughs> she stabs him with something. We don't know what it is. Yet. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty gross. And then the yeah. the cops show up. And it's just a lot of like, he got offed before he got off. <laughs> Hardy, har, har. It's so, hey, oh, it's so, it's so stupid. And I'm not giving cops more, you know, what, what's the word I'm thinking about? But I'm just like, I'm sure they are this fucking dumb. Yeah. And I will it's say, 92. Also, I mean, I'm going to assume, like, and maybe I'm wrong. More credit than that, excuse me. Um, that cops probably have a really fucked up sense of humor. Because they are around fucked up shit all the time. By the way, reporters are also like that. They have fucked up senses of humor because they are around bad news all day. So maybe cops are really this fucking gross and whatever. But it's it's pretty 
pretty awful in this movie. So they discover that this guy is like a retired rock star named Johnny Buzz. Everyone loves the Buzz. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the names. Did the Buzz names. Gags get pissed off? I don't know. He He's them. like, that's my thing. That's my thing. No. So they find, and then they're like, he owns a nightclub and he has a girlfriend and he left the club with his girlfriend. So they go to the girlfriend's house. Well, first they go to her house. It's in, it's on Divisadero. It's a beautiful house. And before we meet Catherine, we actually meet her girlfriend, Roxy. And she is also very beautiful. And she's like, she's not, yeah, she's not here. She's at the beach house. And I'm like, crime novelist is uh apparently you make a lot of dough because she's got two <laughs> very nice homes in san francisco they're, i looked them up on zillow yeah they're worth like 18 million each. yes they're yeah. they're gorgeous homes like it makes you want to live in san francisco i mean because and it's a beautiful city but it's yeah. like god damned like to live like that there would be amazing yes absolutely so then they go to Catherine's beach house and, you know, she's Sharon Stone and she's gorgeous and she's like wrapped in like a white blanket or something. And, you know, they ask her, like, are you sorry he's dead? And she's like, yes, I liked fucking him. Like, <laughs> and they're just like instantly doing like instantly like Michael Douglas wants to fuck her like instantly. It's not he's not even pretending that like he's not even trying to hide his boner. He's just like instantly wants to fuck her. And they're both like, how weird that this woman likes fucking people without like having a relationship. It's like she's not even in love with them. And like they can't comprehend Who are it. these women? Who are these women? Cut <laughs> out sex without being in love. What year was this written? 82. I could almost take a pat. I'd be like, okay. Yeah. But. 92? Yes. Also, these are cops in San Francisco and they act like they have never heard of like bisexuals or gay people or anything remotely. Yes. Of Jade. Yes. Remember that? We we covered that stinkeroo. Same thing. Yes. Like, is that a vibrator? In San Francisco, on the you're the murder cops in San Francisco. I bet you've been in a room where there's been you know, balls and chains. Totally. And yes. Why would, yeah, I mean, Jesus. Well, also, um, Joe Esterhaus also wrote Jagged Edge, which we did an episode on. And which it's is a great it's, movie. It, which is great. And it's, it's the same though. It's like, it's, it's all absolutely it, the same. It's the same movie. It's just like a reversal. And um, the cops in that one are dumb too. <laughs> except for, Ro- except for Robert Loja. He's really smart. Idiots. Idiots. Uh, uh, well, he's not in this one, right? He's Logosha is like, yeah, no, yeah. I'm out. Yeah, he's like, he, I'm not he, doing that. Peace out. I'm not doing that. But uh, yeah, these these cops, like I said, they're just nincompoops. But they, she writes a novel, and she and she even says she's in the back seat smoking a cigarette. It's 1992. Nobody but, uh, no, asks. Nobody rolls the window down either. By the way, nobody rolls like, the window <laughs> down. He doesn't read her her rights. She's just like, yeah. I'll go with you to police I don't station. need a lawyer. Why would I need a lawyer? She oh. changes oh. just so to place so he can yeah. see her naked. Yes. And he's like, he's peeping on her. Because he's a fucking creep. Of yeah. Course. He's a fucking creep. The whole movie, he is like 
creeping on her. I mean, she's a murderer, but spoilers for Basic Instinct. You but, know what? Well, we talked about uh, Gypsy Rose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she had her if Sharon Stone had this guy stabbed to death, I would have been like, okay. Yeah, I'm like, he sucks. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, we totally, I missed the part, by the way, where um, Nick is trying to investigate this murder and also like his captain or whatever is like, don't you forget to go to your psychiatrist appointment. (laughs) So he's like, Oh man. So he shows up to a psychiatry appointment and it's Jean Triplehorn again. Like, I think it's like her first movie. She's gorgeous. She's just a gorgeous creature. Yeah. And he is so gross with her as well. Like just like, you know, my sex life isn't so great since I stopped seeing you. I have calluses now. Ha ha ha. I just masturbate all the time. I'm just jerking it all the time. Always talking about his dick. He can't not he have can't a... can't not talk about his dick. Yeah. And, you know, she's like, I still miss you. I'm like, girl, Why? girl, what? There aren't any cuter cops, younger cops there. I would rather I mean... date the cowboy that he's riding. A cowboy in San Francisco, by the way. Like... A st- let me rephrase that a straight cowboy <laughs> in san francisco <laughs> which i was like and he's like at some point he's at like a country western bar maybe that existed in 91 92 but I was it left over from 48 hours I thought the same thing. <laughs> yeah i thought the same thing i'm always this the same bar because and i i live here i've been working in san francisco for a long time i don't remember there being a country western bar here but maybe there was maybe there was i don't know i haven't been to every club in san francisco no so i've, I've been to you. almost no clubs in san francisco but i i hear things i hear things they they live up to their reputation let me just say that especially yeah. around this time this is what it was like hitting clubs totally and uh, uh i'm not into the cowboy motif they have that more out in livermore in the yeah. outer edges of the bay area yeah out in antioch and yeah, 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 yeah. So um, it turns out he's seen uh, Jean Triplehorn's character. They had a relationship in the past. Apparently, she's some sort of police psychiatrist that works there or something. It's the same thing in The Departed. It's the same yes. character that Vera Farmiga, yes, Farmiga, that plays with Matt Damon. Like that's what Jean Triplehorn is here. She has okay. to listen to these cops who talk down to her, who treat her like she's a child yes. and annoying, but still want to fuck her. By the way, it's, and it's not, it doesn't appear to be any kind of secret that they had a relationship no! that they used to fuck. So the fact that she is still like treating him seems again, what the fuck are we doing? So is she not a professional, by the way, no, like she's isn't not. That supposed to be against the rules. Yeah. You'd think so. It turns out Nick, Michael Douglas's character, like t- shot two, tourists while he was high on cocaine i'm like what are you gonna do yeah and they were like they ruled it an accident how is it an accident that you shot two tourists while high on cocaine and it's totally one of those movie things too where they're like huge like front page like picture big glamour shot of him on the front page of the newspapers like it's, it's it's not necessarily a thing but I, I don't know how that's possibly ruled an accident and how he would be allowed back on the force and allowed Only to carry a gun. It was like some kid from Oakland, you know, a black kid from Oakland to- was like on their yeah. turf. Then they would be like, well, yeah, he had to take care of it. And these right. people got in the way. Yes. That must be, that must be it. So it has to be. Yeah. So um, they bring her into the station 
And they say like before, how does he even still have a job? Wait a second. Yeah. How does he fuck? Does he have a job? How does he on the streets armed? Yeah. He did all this shit. He's 47. Put him behind a desk someplace. Exactly. I'm sorry. This just hit me now. No, they can't. They can't put because he Michael Douglas, he has a huge dick and he needs to go out there and solve crimes. Nobody else on the nobody else sweaters. Yeah. Nobody else on the force can do it. It has to be Michael Douglas and his dick, who's the real partner in the movie. (laughs) Not not the cowboy. Buddy, let's go. Let's go to Salinas and open up a file and then drive back a hundred miles. Yeah. Okay. The movie also has like no concept of how San Francisco is really uh, laid out. It also has no concept of how the Bay Area is really laid out. No, he at one point goes to look at an envelope in Salinas. (laughs) And I actually said to Google, how far away is Salinas from San Francisco? It's like 106 miles. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Yeah, they th- had fax machines. Yeah, and also like that drive will take you all day because there'll be yes. traffic. So FYI, they are going to now bring her in for an interrogation. They already know that like she wrote a book that describes exactly the murder of a retired rock star with an ice pick, and that she is going to say, "Why would I murder someone exactly like I described in my book? I'd have to be stupid." And they're like or a sociopath yeah and they're like we're gonna bring her in anyway so then they go to pick they go to pick her up at the at her house where michael douglas peeps on her changing because he's a fucking creep and zunda's no better by the way yeah, his no. partner bleh. no he's like the lesser of two evils but they're both creeps they're awful yeah they ride in the car she's immediately like smells big dick on michael douglas and is like flirting with him and yeah she smokes in the car nobody rolls a window down it's like so fucking 92 and then they put her in this like uh interrogation room that i don't know maybe they look like that it sure is a nice room and it's all men like just 20 of them looking at her it's almost like they're looking at her behind glass like she's like a fucking she is a majestic creature actually i get it but they're all just perving out on her like they're all just like (laughs) like they they can't hide their boners they all have trapper keepers over their crotch like trying to like you know and and she does the whole thing like you know do you really think i'd murder someone exactly like i wrote and all she does is fuck with michael douglas's character the whole time like you know just you know i don't wear underwear you ever fuck on cocaine nick <laughs> like the then the famous like uncrossing and crossing of the legs which has been spoofed like a million times on the simpsons by uh willie the groundskeeper yes. that was my favorite <laughs> one of my one of my favorite spoofs was on the um larry sanders show and it was larry sanders so it's gary shandling as larry sanders and he's in david duchovny's dressing room <laughs> He's in this white robe and he keeps like uncrossing crossing his legs. He keeps following Larry around like yeah. really close, yeah. like everywhere he goes. Yeah, and he's like, maybe you, Duchovny's funny. He's so funny. And he was like, you should come over to my house sometime, Larry, and hang out. And like, you could spend the night maybe if you want. It'd be, you know, super cash or whatever. <laughs> uncrossing and crossing his legs. So funny. Anyway, it's such a famous scene. And like, I'm sure everybody knows the history of like, 
there's multiple stories about how that was filmed. It was like she would she took her underwear off willingly. She only took it off because somebody said the light was going to catch it. Yeah, she was mostly jeered by people for doing it. I mean, slut shamed basically because she also posed in Playboy magazine in order to get the part. But she was smart. She was like, "This is a good movie. It's." Is it? It's not a good movie, but it's a hit movie. It's a good. It was a good part for her. Yeah, thirty-two, which in Hollywood, you know, at the time especially, was like TikTok. Dude, at thirty-two, she could already be playing someone's grandma. Easily, easily. She would. I'd be. She would be in a sitcom with like uh, late teenage kids, like seniors or so. Yeah. So she. Yeah, she did all these things, but yeah, it was like. You know, I don't know. It's it's all just there's 20 men. They're all leering at her. It's, it's really gross. And again, they are they cannot comprehend that a woman would have sex with someone that she doesn't love. <sighs> the, the, I can't even the, the whole that. time. They're like, what a monster. And I'm like, you all. What the fuck? You're the monster. Yes. And then she's like, can somebody give me a ride home? And. Of course, like Nick's like, I'll give you a ride home. Um, I'll give you a ride home, Sharon Stone. <laughs> you know, something came up. <laughs> they all, all of them run away. Something suddenly came up and they all run away from her. So Michael Douglas's character gives her a ride home. Nobody says anything to him because now she's basically shoved her pussy in his face in this interrogation. And still they're like, yeah, he should drive her home. That, nothing could go wrong. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? She doesn't call her lawyer. No. She, she talks to them. Yeah. They don't show any evidence. They no. just like, there's no, I mean, it's just, it's just her whole thing is like, she's the stone cold bitch. Like yep. she just, she fucks men. She does cocaine. She'll stab a dude. And then she'll just flip out a cigarette and go on her, on her yep. merry way. And that's all of that. They give her, that's all they think of her. But nobody is like, nobody's even taking the angle of like, this is your boyfriend. He was murdered. Look at these pictures. Look how horrible this is. No, like, nothing. Not, nothing. They're just letting her just run, run roughshod no. all over them. No, they're because staring. that's what yeah. Esther Haas wanted to write. Yeah. And they're staring at her like she's an animal in the zoo. Like they're, uh, they're just so dumb. And Nick gives her a ride home. He drops her off. I'm 100% surprised that he doesn't like immediately like whip his dick out in the car and try to fuck her. And then he goes back to the cop bar where all the cops hang out. And he immediately orders a drink, even though he hasn't been drinking since he shot those tourists. And three months ago. Three, three months ago, apparently. <laughs> He's just like, He's like dude, like, dude's whatever. back on the force, drinking, doing whatever. Um, and there's like some like internal affairs cop there. It's like, hello, how you doing, shooter? Hey, shooter, what's up, shooter? Get you, get you having a drink, shooter? It's so stupid. And then Jean Triplehorn comes in because she wouldn't want to, I don't know, not be biased, whatever. Like she walks in. She, apparently she hangs out at the regular cop bar too and immediately loses her shit on the guy calling Michael Douglas shooter. She she has very great hair in this movie, by the way. It's just flinging around all Ugh. over, like her lipstick shade is yeah. just on point. She just looks so beautiful, so beautiful, and she immediately comes to Michael Douglas's defense. And then they're like, "Let's leave," and so they 
they go back to her place and <sighs> this, this woman's judgment is really just not good. Yeah. Her so picker is off. So they start making out. He gets pretty rough with her. She says no. Yeah, he totally rapes he, this woman. He, Sorry. Yeah. That's a sexual assault, what we witnessed. Yes. He, it's, he, it's not in real one, no. but it's implied. She says no, 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 stop it. He throws her against a wall. Yeah. And of course she's wearing those kind of stockings that have the garter belt with it. For sure. So that's sort of like, that's like the code to the audience. Like she wants it. Yeah. This is like, yeah. And so he, he rapes her, but because the movie's written by men, it's then played like she's like into it. You know? It's just play acting for her. Yes. Yeah. Because no means yes, basically in this movie. It's, it's fucked up. It's so problematic. And it shows that Michael Douglas's character, he's, he's a fucking evil prick. He's horny. He, yeah. can't, he, can't, he can't tell his dick no, Sonia. Yeah. Check, check this out. Guy. This I'm, ti- I'm tired. I'm ti- yeah, I'm tired of all these calluses. I got to get some. By the way, it's all in front of her open window and there's like a ballet class going on across the street. They're all just enjoying the show, I guess, but whatever. So... They fuck, then they fight, because that's what they do over and over. He goes into the office the next day and learns that a Berkeley professor had been murdered with an ice pick back in the day, and that just happens to be where Sharon Stone went to college. And then because the captain is such an idiot, he's like, you should follow Catherine and see you know, what she's doing. And he gets Michael Douglas to do it, because he knows his dick will find her wherever she goes. <laughs> I mean un fucking real and he goes alone yes he follows her i mean he's when he's with zunda he's zunda's always drunk and saying sexist shit yeah it's not helpful and calling and calling him hoss because <laughs> he's a hoss. cowboy he's a cowboy get, get it? it get it oh my god yeah that's another generation for me i never got the hoss reference what up hoss, hoss. i don't know hoss so stupid he does the worst tailing in all the world she instantly knows he's following her they're swerving all over the road it's ridiculous and he finds out she's like visiting this old woman and this woman had killed her husband and children back in the day then he follows her back to her house and he just walks into her yard like you do and watches her undress in front of a window no alarms no alarms watches her undress because he's a fucking creep and then he leaves, and then it's some pa- it's some Jerks point off. He, he goes home and like he, fucking, he probably just jerked it in the car, and then whatever. And then he goes back and he sees her again because he can't fucking help himself, and he just wants to rub his dick all over her whole home. He can't stand it, and he sees that she has all these newspaper clippings about him with the big prominent <laughs> photos, just hanging out. Like, yeah, like, just- like yeah. Like you do. You just clip these newspaper clippings and just have them out over your living room table. Yeah. yeah I don't company to come by. I don't know when she would have gotten those. He's been tailing her, but whatever. And he questions her about whatever, but it's really about how much do you want to fuck me is what the questions are really about. And then like Roxy walks in and Sharon Stone in her kiss and he's like so disgusted he leaves because again, cop in San Francisco's never seen gay people so fun then he for some i guess Catherine says to him something about his wife 
Do you remember this? Like, no. So Michael Douglas's character was married. At some point, she dies by suicide. Of course she does. Because she's married to this fucking the, creep. This evil prick who you yeah. know is a narcissist and fucks with her brain and was like stripping all the female yeah. cops there. And you know he sucks. Yeah, he sucks. And so he then gets mad because the things that Catherine said, he, she would have only known those if she had read Beth's file about him. So then he goes and he like yells at Beth in front of everybody again. And again, people are like, well, that seems professional and fine. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and then she like goes to his house and he's like laying on his couch, drinking and watching the Jeffersons. And I was like, (laughs) characters like characters in basic instinct. They're just like us. (laughs) (laughs) And he fights with Beth again. And she's just like, I'm trying to help you. You know, it's, it's so stupid. She's, so wait, help me out. So yeah. Sharon Stone, she gave Sharon Stone the file? Well, no. So he he thinks that Beth gave... Let me go back. Michael Douglas thinks that Gene Triplehorn like, showed his file to someone. And that's why Catherine knows all this stuff. Oh, yes. Okay, sorry. I did skip a part. Then she's like, I gave it to that... The guy who was calling him Shooter. Gave it to the internal affairs officer... And he knows all this stuff. And then he's like, that cop sold my file to Catherine. Bleh. And so he like threatens Nielsen immediately. Like a huge fight breaks out. And then they're like, you're suspended. You're, you know, we're putting you on leave, but not really. Cause he's like back the next day. But for some reason he's on leave and, uh, oh, and then that cop turns up dead. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And, turn up dead. Yeah. And then they invite Nick to the crime scene like you do with a suspect. You just invite them to the su- to the crime scene and like show him everything and tell him everything, you know, so he could get his alibi straight. And then they interrogate him and they just let Beth sit in because why wouldn't they let the staff psychologist who's also sleeping with him sit in? These people are nincompoops. <laughs> and That's then, the only word I can think of for yeah. these people. And then he's they're like, "You're still suspended." <laughs> so they kick him out. You're a double secret probation. Yeah, you're a double secret probation. And then he goes back to his apartment, and uh, Catherine is there waiting for him. And he's like, "You want to come up for a drink?" Which is code for "come up and look at my dick." But they go upstairs. I, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. Every time Sonia says "dick," you have to take a shot. <laughs> you're gonna be new game. You're gonna be fucked up by the end of this podcast. So he he goes upstairs and like he gets an ice pick and he's like breaking up ice and that's a reoccurring. Which, by the way, who uses ice? Yes. Pick? Not even then. No one in this movie has an ice maker. <laughs> Nobody in my life has an ice pick. Like no. I know friends that are cocktail people. I'm like, they they came right out of the fridge. You just you know you put your glass gets thing and they all come out. Or you could get those trays, you know, and you put and you put water in the trays. They're called ice trays. It's amazing. I I just I'm just like really this is, and she's like gunk 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 attacking that ice. 
It's so not suspicious at all. So stupid. And they again like pretend like they're not gonna do it. But then she leaves and Gus shows up with Pizza Hut, which is another thing that no one in San Francisco does. I'm sorry, no one in San Francisco eats Pizza Hut. I mean, maybe we're gonna get New York. Maybe people are gonna get comment, you know. And say, I love Pizza Hut. That's great. I'm just saying, I don't think anyone in San Francisco eats at the Pizza Hut. So, seems wrong. But Cowboy, maybe he's not really from here, so he doesn't know. That's all. And then she tells him, like, I know you're going to follow me anywhere. I'll be at the club later. And that's when he shows up at the club in his V-neck sweater. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to grease back my hair, put on my tight trousers, Mm -hmm. and my sweater at the V-neck. She's going to cream in her jeans when she sees me. (laughs) Sharon's done. Your dad's here. (laughs) Catherine, your dad's here. (laughs) And he looks like a narc. He totally. He, and these people are just yes. snorting coke in the bathrooms and stooping each other, which is what you do in San Francisco in 1992. Yes. But it's like, it's it's just, I don't know. It's just treated. It's so silly. It's so silly. And he, he does stand out. He's obviously a cop. I'm sure everybody there was like, cop. <laughs> <laughs> he does. And then we get some like awkward dancing. We get that like, fame aerobics dancing that's happening and then it's so aggressive so aggressive (laughs) and then he like grabs Catherine, like and just like aggressively grabs her ass and she's like like she's like so into it and then we get this pretty graphic love scene that just like set the motion picture association on fire (laughs) i'm sure and and it took like five days and they got like every shot they could yes and then something said they had to wear uh protection over their groins because of the aids epidemic and michael douglas says i really want to make this movie because i was worried they'd stop making love scenes because aids oh he's so he's so noble noble oh my god not because you wanted to look hot no bang a girl half your age no he's so noble he's trying to save hollywood you're welcome hollywood (laughs) But it it's a scene that goes on for quite long, and it's, you know, all kinds of positions. And at one point, she scratches his back, because it's so good. <laughs> and she ties him up with a scarf, and she, like, does her signature sex move, but she doesn't kill him. So, good for him. You know, uh, really works out for him. It's, I don't know, I'm sure people think it's pretty hot i don't know i my my i will be honest michael douglas is not my he's not my jam like michael douglas doesn't do it for me so i like him in romancing the stone me too and and he's great in wall street yeah but yeah he's not that's he's, about it yeah meh. but yeah it's a whole thing and there was a big fight in the rating system about it in fact we did a whole episode of what a creep about the rating system if you want to listen to it and we talk about this scene um and then it t- like it turns out that Roxy was there the whole time, like watching them because poor Roxy. Yeah. What a, I, sh- what a shit part this is. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. And he's such, he's a huge asshole he's to Roxy. He's like, Rick. yeah, he calls her Rocky. He's like, man to man. What do you think? Ugh. You know? And it's like, fuck you. It's, it's so shitty. It's, it's just garbage. It's, and there's the whole thing where like, 
I think it's the fuck of the century. And like, she's like, whatever, man, I see this kind of shit all the time. <sighs> and his manhood is very threatened by Roxy. And, you know, maybe she only got off because Roxy was watching. And then there's a whole scene the next day where like he's talking to Catherine and he just says the same line again. It was the fuck of the century. And she's like, meh. Catherine's like, eh, it's, yeah, it's fine. Exactly. It's fine. It's a pretty good beginning. You know, and the idea that, I don't know, he's just like this man who thinks that once he makes a woman come, like she belongs to him now or something. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's never happened before to yeah. her. And she, there's no other way for her to get that feeling. <laughs> he's just. Sir. Yes. No. Sir. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> Sir, <laughs> you are wrong. And then, you know, because he can't wait to brag, right? So he immediately tracks down his partner who's in the country bar in San Francisco, the one country bar in San Francisco. <laughs> and, you know, Gus. Maybe the cowboy from the village people hangs out. Maybe. You're right. You're right. I don't know. Randy. Randy is his name, I believe. And his partner's like, you're a dumb son of a bitch. And I'm like, he's not wrong. He is a dumb son of a bitch. But he, he literally can't wait to brag. Like, he, he, he practically runs. And he acts, yeah, exactly. Like, the cat that ate the canary. Yes. Just is, like, really, like, really over selling it. And then Zunda just says some real offensive shit. Oh, my God. Because he's, he's so... wasted. Yeah. And there's people sitting nearby, and he's fucking gross. And these people pay his goddamn salary oh he's so he's so nasty so then nick is like i'm gonna walk to my car now and then a car tries to run him over but she doesn't do a good job and he gets in his car and chases her and there's a big car wreck and it turns out that it's he thinks it's catherine this whole time i guess but it turns out it's roxy what it's the other lesbian yeah but you know and she dies because you know, she had to. It's the 90s. The way Roxy so. dressed, by the way, is exactly how I dressed in 1992. <laughs> so I have a lot of affection for Roxy. I'm like, Those black nine, boots. Yeah, 92 <laughs> was the black boots. I, I loved a black choker. Um, a black motorcycle jacket, leather lo- motorcycle jacket. I, I definitely had like a like a skirt with the tights and the boots and the black choker. Yep. And maybe some sort of striped shirt. I like that. I was that. a better dancer, though. I was a terrible dancer and I still am. It's like Elaine from (laughs) Seinfeld over here. It's real bad. But, you know, so Roxy died because she has to um, because it's the 90s and that's what happens to gay people in thrillers. Mm -hmm. They have to die. Although not Sharon Stone in this movie. So in this way, she's a trailblazer. I also wrote in my notes, there was only two choices for Roxy. She had to die or she had to fuck Ben Affleck. (laughs) Ben Affleck. <laughs> because he made Geely and Chasing Amy. <laughs> where he's like converting lesbians, basically. Oh, okay. Boy, that took, boy. I got whiplash from that. I know. I was like, I'm like, I was like, by the way, I was like having a glass of wine last night while I was watching it. So I was like, that was a little I, gift from from drinky Sonia last night. Um and I'm gonna just say this. I don't think it's so bad to fuck Ben Affleck. No, I'd take it. Affleck. I'm take, I'll take it. He I'll, can have this. Yeah, I'll take Jay it. Jay will beat the shit out of me afterwards, but she okay. One hundred percent beat the shit out of both of us. She's mm-hmm. she's a beast. Um then what happens? Let's see. Oh, they make him go back to Beth's office for some reason. Um, even though Poor he's Beth, too, he's man. he's on this loser. He's on leave 
they've suspended him. I don't know why they're making him go see the staff psychiatrist. Um, Is there only one? Yeah. And they all know she's sleeping with him. And she's been compromised. And yeah, maybe like he should talk to someone else. You know, another dude. That's how he's comfortable. Yeah. So. Oh, God. So that. This movie and women, it's just. So bad. Such a mess. So that happens. And then he. Then he goes to Catherine's place and she's like in a rocking chair, like rocking back and forth, crying about Roxy. And then they then they fuck. And she tells him about a girl she slept with in college. She became obsessed with her. And that starts a whole other thing where it's like, guess who else slept with a girl in college? It was Beth. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) And it's the reveal is like, oh my god, the re- again, this is the Bay Area. Like, it's just what do they used to call it? Lug lesbian until graduated. Like, that, used to, <laughs> that was a thing, it's not a big it's deal. Just, like, it's again, like, and they're all just like, what? Beth slept with a woman, <laughs> but she looks like heterosexual lady. Blah, 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 blah. And the reveal is like that they pull up these like two different driver's licenses, she looks exactly the same except for blonde hair in one of them like exactly the same like her even her makeup is the same like it's, everybody dyed their hair then too yeah by the way yes dyed blonde hair was not like that big of a deal yeah a lot of girls did that bleach blonde so, because of madonna yeah that's true it was she she was the look we all she, wanted to it, look like madonna back then yeah yeah and then i don't i I get this is where the movie like starts really the movie's already off the fucking rails and then this movie just goes goes for it after that like at one point Nick like says he's he wants her to write a new ending to her book and that the cop lives and they live happily ever after oh what does he say they fuck like minks they raise rugrats and they live happily ever oh, after and she's God. like and she's like no and i wrote in my notes that sounds like a stupid boring book <laughs> would not read <laughs> one star i mean what an offer by the way yeah. right like you should lay in there oh like, yes that to you yeah wow she, I can be your betrothed now. <laughs> she's living talker you. She's living her best life. She has these beautiful homes in San Francisco. She's going out. She's sleeping with whoever she wants to sleep with. And she's he's like, Sharon Stone yeah. looks in the mirror. She sees Sharon Stone. Yeah. And he's like, I have an idea. How about you get knocked up and stay with me and only fuck me? And she's like, hard pass. <laughs> God, she starts crying again, I think, when yeah. he mentions it. Like, <laughs> I would start crying, too. <laughs> oh, Jesus, get me out of there. Yeah, and then there, there's a whole other thing with, I like... my period just started. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Something came up, and then she leaves. <laughs> it's either that or IBS. I had my, like, standard lines. Like, gotta go. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's such a good line. It's my IBS, and you have to, like, just... Nobody, oh, nobody wants to I'm mess with that. I'm it to all of you. Yeah, it's the best excuse ever. No one questions it. Mm-hmm. People just get the fuck out of your way. Yeah, I see. I always use the, like, I have to go. I have to go home and let my dogs out. That's how I leave places. Dad, you have a kid. Everybody, that's, like, you're easy. Yeah. He's sick. Yeah. He doesn't want to go out. He's, yeah. Leaving now. Bye. <laughs> 
There's also a whole other rando thing about like, it turns out Beth had a husband that was also shot and killed five years ago. That doesn't seem to really ever be solved. Beth um, doesn't care. She's had Michael's peen. She yeah. Just, she's had Nick's peen. All this, I'm by the way, Ben Affleck played a guy named Nick. <laughs> That's it. This movie takes place in the same universe as Gone Girl. (laughs) Rosamund Pike and Sharon Stone just take it off, eat junk food in a car, just like talking about cool girls. Talking about cool girls. I'm gonna watch Gone Girl again tonight. That's a good one. Yeah. Um. So again, that 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 I don't believe that's ever solved, but. Nick then goes back to Catherine's house. She's already printing out her book because she wrote it super fast. And he reads and it. You say which printer? Yeah. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> brought back memories for me. office. <laughs> My God. It took forever. And the part he reads is about like the cop in the book's partner gets killed and he's found in an elevator. And then Catherine breaks up with him, which seems pretty smart to me. She's like, I'm done with my book. I don't need you anymore. Fuck you and your rugrats. And he is like devastated that she would break up with him. And then he goes to see Gus and there's a whole thing about, we are going to talk to Catherine's college roommate. Let's go. Wee! And they get in the car. <laughs> and it, there's also like a casual mention of, Beth shares the same office building as the rock star psychiatrist. Remember him? Remember from the beginning of the movie? The rock star? That's still a thing. It has nothing to do with anything. They don't interview any suspects. No. Think about it. Like, they do no investigation. No. Immediately, all they want to do is, like, follow Catherine and talk about (laughs) Nick, take your dick and just follow this chicken. That's it. That's it. I mean, to be fair, she did do it. So, but they, yeah, yeah, they don't do any investigation. Um, uh, oh, and then Nick remembers, hey, there's a part in that book where, like, my partner dies in the elevator. Gus! And he, like, <laughs> runs into the building and Gus is being stabbed by an ice pick. R.I.P. Gus. And, yeah, whatever. And then coincidentally, I- Beth shows up and he shoots her because he is the shooter. Hoo-ha! Yeah, he, I mean, he doesn't even shoot above her. No. I mean, she, she clearly, like, okay, you think she's reaching for something, but there's ways to shoot at people to, like, not, you know, shoot above her head or the shoulder or yeah. something. He just goes right for the heart. Like, yeah. boom. And she's down. And what was she, her keys? What did she have in her Yeah, her, so her she pocket? had she had her keys. She was, like, taking out her keys. Which and, was jingling like keys. Like, yes. What, wasn't a submachine gun in there. Like, she's wearing a no. little tidy skirt. Like, what does he think is no. going on? Nick is a terrible cop. He's a terrible cop. And so he <sighs> shoots Beth, and as she's dying, she's like, I loved you. Which made me enraged. Yes. I remember seeing that in the movie theater, and people in the audience were, like, laughing and rolling their eyes like, yeah boo like audible boos. i loved you so my stupid. rapist fuck this yeah this, fuck this movie seriously again it's such uh, entertaining trash though um yeah. and then they coincidentally like they find like a blonde wig and like the ice pick and again no talk of dna um 
so they're like, all right, case closed. It must be Beth. She's the one who did it. Um, I guess Nick never tells them that in Catherine's book, the thing about Gus in the elevator. I mean, how would Beth possibly know that? These men don't read. They, they don't know how to read. Yeah. So we, I guess we all know that Beth didn't do it, but they all think Beth did it. And maybe Nick thinks Beth did it. I'm not super clear on that, to be honest. So, and then what they, oh, then they go to Beth's apartment. They conveniently find a gun. It's all, you know, and newspaper clippings and things about Catherine. And, you know, they're like, forget it, Jake. It's basic instinct and case closed. That's it. (laughs) And then what we, Nick goes home and Catherine is at his place and then they do it again. And she starts crying because she doesn't want to have rugrats. And she does her signature sex move again, because that's her thing, right? And she doesn't kill him again. Seems like a poor choice. She reaches for it. Yes. For a second, you think she's going to do it, and then she doesn't. And then she flops on the bed, and once again, he talks about fucking like minks and having kids, and she starts crying, and then they pan it to the floor, and just like they did with Jagged Edge, yep. they can't just be obvious. They have to have some weird camera angle. But yes. them there is the ice pick. And it's like, how does this relationship proceed? Yeah. Well, and she will kill him one day. Yeah. And if she killed him that night, how is she how is she expecting to get away with it at that point? Like Oh, these cops won't arrest her. Yeah, they'll still they'll be just like keep bringing I don't her in. Yeah. Get the yuck. She'll she'll come in and she'll spread her legs. It'll be great. This movie is bananas. It's bananas. It's off the rails, like you said. It's trashy. Yes. It's really bad. It's ethically terrible. It's morally ethically. Like, all of this is just... But it is watchable. Yeah. I have to say it. 90s thrillers, they... 80s and 90s thrillers, but, like, I think really 90s thrillers are like they're just kind of my favorite because they are so trashy and like they just they are and but what's funny is they play them straight they think they think they're in like a really serious movie and i'm like no this is trash (laughs) no this is garbage it's one level up from a lifetime 90s movie yes and that's not an insult by the way i love my lifetime movies from the 90s they're great but it's like yeah there's not there's no there there it's just pretty people stooping and stabbing each other yeah but and a lot of driving so much and i mean yeah it's the bay area you're gonna drive this but this one has the reputation it has is one of the better ones because of sharon stone yes absolutely because i would rather like in terms of like what's a better movie jagged edge is like a better movie technically or something like malice is a better movie which we'll cover one day yes we will absolutely cover someday like this is in a way, it's almost like no better than Jade, which is a piece of shit. <laughs> but it's, it's because better than Jade. But it's because it has Sharon Stone in it that I guess yeah. this one actually makes a little bit more sense than Jade. So that's not Verhoeven, that's not fair of me to say. Verhoeven is a great director. It looks amazing. It makes San Francisco true. look amazing. Yes. The cars are cool. The fashions are on point. They don't lean. They go very classic with her. She's a Grace Kelly yes. beauty. 
they just go classic styles with her. I mean, I just, so it doesn't really, it's not super dated in that way. It's dated because nobody even for a second thinks of fingerprints or DNA <laughs> or blood samples or I don't know, cordoning off a scene and not let the guy no. that was sent home by yeah. the psychiatrist to come onto the scene yes. and look at his former frenemy that's laying on the, I mean, it takes no goddamn sense, but it really looks amazing. Yes. And it's, it's also, I think, designed to irritate people. Like, it's, yeah. it's just somebody is like, fuck it. I'm going to use all the jokes I've always wanted to do forever and ever and ever. And I'm going to throw them in one big soup. That's true. Three million. You're right. You're right. And it it worked. This movie made a shit ton of money. Shit ton of money. It was so, much so money. controversial. If y'all weren't there. It yeah. was so controversial. It was like it was the Oscars that year. Everybody was talking about it. And then it was shocking because a year later, I think Sharon Stone was nominated, right? I don't remember if she was nominated for it. I can look that up for us. Well, you're- she should because this so it came out in March, yeah. which is usually also like a dumping ground for movies. It's yeah. not it's not always the best time to see a movie, but it was it was huge. Everybody saw it. Everybody saw it. It was not. She was not nominated. Oh, well, then that's bullshit. Isn't that bullshit? Because I'm looking at these. She would have been nominated for Best Actress. And I'm like, it's like Susan Sarandon for Lorenzo's Oil. I was like, nobody talks about that. Nobody. Nobody. Michelle Pfeiffer and Love Field. Nobody talks about that. That's a dumb movie. Mary McDonald in Passion Fish. I don't know what that is. Exactly. Catherine Deneuve in Indochine? Something French. Yeah. It's something French. I didn't see it. It's probably good. I don't know. And then the winner was Emma Thompson for Howard's End. She's great in Howard's End. She I mean, is, I can't. But, it, like, that's, it's, come on. That's bullshit. Like, again, this is an all-timer performance. It really is. It's. I'm telling you, it's because she was naked that they gave her a hard time. Like, they just were like, no. You showed too much skin. We have, you're too hot. you. we have to you're punish too you. We have to punish you. You're too blonde. Yeah, you're too confident. You know, do you remember the interviews she always gave? She yeah. exuded a lot of confidence. And I think it's just kind of, yeah. Yeah, she would have been Which, nominated. What? When did Casino come out? That's when she finally got nominated. 95. 95. Yeah. yeah. And she's great in that. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch Casino tonight instead. Oh, she's, oh my God, her outfits in Casino. That movie's great. It is. That, I, it's, it totally holds It's so up. hard to get through the James Woods of it all, but it is a great movie. Uh, you know what, though? He's a good actor. Let's he is. I know. Yeah. Actually, he's going to come up here in a minute. But um, there's a couple of other people that were almost cast in the Michael Douglas role. Apparently, they considered Mel Gibson, Kevin yeah. Costner, Richard Gere. Yep. Richard yep, yep. Gere would have probably been really good in this Richard Gere. Richard he Gere. He has more sense than that. Though. Richard like, Gere loved bad movies. Yeah. Well, he did his version uh, called Final Analysis, which came out the With, same year. Uh, Uma. That's right. Yes. And uh, oh, uh, Kim Basinger was off- offered the role of Catherine as well. Uh, Julia Roberts. Meg-, <laughs> <laughs> Meg Ryan. No. No, Meg Ryan is definitely wrong. Um, Deborah Winger. I don't yeah, like, they're all shooting for the stars here. Yeah, Demi Moore, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer turned it down. She was like not confident in that kind of nudity. She said, Gina Davis, 
uh, Gina Davis would have ate Michael Douglas up for sure. Well, Kath- she's also taller than him. Yeah, for sure. That's probably <laughs> why they didn't. Him. Kathleen Turner already played this Gina part. Gina Davis. Smash! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kathleen Turner is on this list. She already played this part better. And and I don't want to say better because Sharon Stone's very good in this. But she did Body Heat. She doesn't need to do this one. Yeah, she already did it. Ellen Barkin is on this list. Barkin's always great. Yeah. And then actually one of the ones I read that I thought was interesting was someone they wanted to play Roxy was Brooke Shields. Yeah. And she turned it down. Yeah. And I'm like, she would have been really good. I bet that would have been, I would have really liked to have seen that for Brooke Shields, to be honest, but that's okay. What are you going to do? Do you want to hear some other 1992 movies? You know, I do. Okay. We have talked about 92 movies before, so I decided to dig a little deeper we have Straight Talk. Straight Talk, Straight Talk, Dolly Parton. <laughs> this is where they tried to make James Woods, James Woods and Do- as a love interest for Dolly Parton. <laughs> like she would go anywhere near that. Exactly. Newsies. She's got Carl at home, yours. Exactly. <laughs> Newsies. Which I've only seen once, but for some people it's like the the movie of their generation yes. and it did really well on broadway here yes people love newsies i would yeah. i would never dare shit on newsies because i haven't seen it Ooh. since it came out uh deep cover do you know this one who's, who's jeff, in that? jeff goldblum and Lawrence fishburne and it was on uh, the criterion channel a couple uh like back in october i think so maybe it's still there it's it's i remember really liking Deep cover <laughs> We also have that does not ring a bell. Oh, interesting. Maybe that's a a discovery for you because yeah, I'll go to Criteria tonight. Unlawful entry. Oh, Ray Liotta. Yes. Yeah, I know that one. Candyman. Candyman's great. Yeah, Virginia Madsen's amazing in it. She is. I really like that movie. I watched it for the actually. I watched it for the first time last October. And was like, I was kind of blown away, actually. thought it was really good. It's really good. Uh, Jennifer 8. Is that Uma again? It is. And Andy Garcia. Who was hot. Mm-hmm. And then he two, was a slice of nice. He, he still is. Yeah. Two more movies. Chaplin. God, that movie is tedious. Yeah, it's so up its own butt. And then yeah. Hoffa. Yeah, that's another one that's up its own ass and a real bummer. It's a total bummer. Yeah. I wonder how it ends. No, it's a total bummer. <laughs> Giant stadium. Yes. It's like not even subtle. Not subtle at all. Uh, do you want to hear about the top 10 songs for when this movie came out? March, what, 12th? Yeah, I 92? do. All right. So number 10, I don't know the song. Mint Condition, Breaking My Heart, Pretty Brown Eyes. I don't. How do I not I know that? I don't know that? it. Hmm. Genesis, I can't dance. I can't dance. Oh yeah, yo. Amy Grant, good for me. Oh yeah, okay. I know Amy Grant was very popular around this time with her like baby, baby. That's my Amy Grant. (laughs) You could not escape that song. No, it was crazy. Okay, I love this song. Number seven, are we at? Yeah, Shanice, I love your smile. Oh, I love that song. It's a good song. Masterpiece by Electric Star. Oh, I don't know. Atlantic Star. Sorry. Don't know that one. Atlantic Star. 
Tell me if you've heard this one before. Number five, right said Fred, I'm too sexy. Never heard of it. <laughs> right. Uh, number four, Michael Jackson, Remember the Time. It's Remember the I know. time. He's a creep, but that was a great song. It was a great song. You and me Another- on the phone. What about us, girl? That's it. <laughs> Number three, another creep, Eric Clapton, but for very tears in heaven, Dude. which is like mm. such a fucking bummer. Nope, I won't even listen to that song. I'll almost wreck my car trying to change the station when it comes on. <laughs> Everyone listened to that song all the time. So we all sad. knew why he wrote it, and it's so sad, and it's so just like ugh. Uh, you'll okay. Let's let's liven things up here. Number two, Mr. Big to be with you. <laughs> I like that song. All I want to do. Okay. And this next song was the wedding song for many, many weddings I've been to in the 90s. Number one song, Vanessa Williams, Save the Best oh, for Last. my God. So many weddings. So, so many. many weddings. Vanessa Williams can really sing, though, and she is she is gorgeous. She is gorgeous. She's a phenomenal entertainer. Yeah, she, she is. really could do everything. That song, though, yeah, you could not get away from it. What else are you dorking out about, my friend? Well, I don't know if you know this, Sonia, but there's people that collect calendars. And if you can collect from a past year and match it perfectly with the year you're currently in. So if you go to eBay. Okay. You look up 1996 calendars. And 1996 was a leap year. And every single day, every single month, it all lines up perfectly. <gasps> what does that mean? So you can go on there and get like your Baywatch calendar <laughs> or your Tom Cruise calendar or a lot of nudie calendars. You know, like Penthouse and Playboy, but all kinds of like whatever was popular in 96. Okay. This you is go good on eBay. to know. Yeah, I was I was like, oh, I'll, I was just like, oh, for shit's sake, I heard on the radio. I'm like, oh, I'll just look this up on eBay. People are selling for like $200 a piece. Oh, shit. Like, Damn. and I, now it's a week. We're already like a week into the new year. So maybe the prices have gone down. I was almost going to buy one. And it was this shitty looking train. And it was like a train company in Connecticut. Like, it was like, and then I'm like, what am I doing? I could just <laughs> go to the Barnes and Noble <laughs> one for five bucks like i don't give what? a shit about 1996 i, but I want, would also get that i want to buy a calendar in which they've actually people have written things in the calendar so it's i want to know about all their doctor's appointments and see i'm the opposite <laughs> i want it pristine i don't no, need that no of course i don't really want that but that is but it, God, what? Isn't it doesn't that sound great i, I, mean, I want to look some stuff up eBay, look up eBay, 1996 calendars. I mean, maybe the prices have gone down because I almost like a couple of them like, oh, for shits and giggles, you know, because I put up a, I like to put a calendar just to see the, it. you know what I mean? Yeah. See the month ahead for myself. And I always, top of the year, I write everybody's birthdays and. Yeah, me too. So I do yeah, we all have, I mean, I do like a calendar. I'm, I'm tactile. I like to see one. And I was like, well, for fun. And I just looked at them. They're like, they're like 150. Kathy Ireland had one. I mean, just very 1996. I'm going to get a Showgirls calendar. <laughs> I'm going to get a Fargo calendar. I mean, honestly, yeah. It was like whatever TV was really big, like maybe X-Files or something. Yeah, was a couple of them were so expensive. 
Let's see. 96 TV shows. Let's see. Spin City. Want to get your Spin City calendar? <laughs> your Seventh Heaven calendar? No. No? Steve Collins. The Pretender? How about The Pretender? <laughs> what the hell is The Pretender? It, I don't remember it. I know it was on forever. I just don't remember like who was in it. Moesha? Oh, Moesha. Of, you get your Moesha, Moesha calendar. Yeah. No, I'm thinking more of just like pin-up celebrities yeah, at the yeah. time. It's like a Tom Cruise. Yes. Let's look up 96. I'm going to look up 96 heartthrobs. Let's see what comes up. There you go. Let's see. Joshua Jackson. (laughs) Yeah, I bet you he had one. Mm -hmm. Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, Yes. There you go. Mario Lopez. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have eBay? You got to look up on eBay. Okay. I will look it up. Let's see. eBay. Let's look up some 96 calendars. 1996 calendar. I didn't know. I didn't know this was a thing. I did not know until somebody mentioned on the radio. And I'm like, oh, because I need to get my calendars. And I don't like to pay full price because that's just stupid. Here's your your Western Pennsylvania trolley calendar. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Here you go. Island girls calendar. A swimsuit calendar. All kinds of swimsuit calendars. Claudia Schiffer. She was big. Swimsuit calendar from the Sports Illustrated. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. How are they going? Oh, Nikki Nikki Taylor. She was big. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that one's only going for 20 bucks. I was looking, maybe, like I said, it was midweek when I looked at it. Like, some of them were going for like 150. I was like Simpsons or something, too. Here's one that's Joe Montana. $99. No fucking way. Yeah. Anna Nicole Smith, $50. I keep going. Let's see here. Kathy Ireland. She was big. $30. Uh, What else? Ooh, a Hallmark Barbie calendar. $10. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know what I'm doing later. I'm just going to be sitting. Oh, my gosh. So many Anna Nicole Smith ones. Keeps coming up over and over. Look at oh, some Star Wars ones, X Men. Now I'm getting into the nerdy shit. Oh my god, those so, are probably expensive. So good. Well, that's some good. That's some good knowledge. Thanks, Margot. I'll be yeah, looking at that later. Welcome, <laughs> I was just fascinated by it because the next time this will line up perfectly is like 2051. So just okay. hold on to it for another 30 years. <laughs> I don't know what to tell y'all. It's like stupid things get in my brain. Okay, real quick, because we're That's okay. going along today. Uh, FX, Fargo, really great season. So good. This is a really good season. And The Curse, which I'm really enjoying. Um, it's Nathan Fielder and it's Emma Stone. She could do anything. She yes. could do comedy, drama, dance. I, I, can she sing? This girl could do everything. Uh, she, sang, um, she sang in La La Land, so yes. I've never seen that. <gasps> I know. It just sounds cheesy. I was I like, think, oh, I, I don't know. You might really like it. Ryan Gosling in it, too. Like, I loved La La Land. It was, like, one of my favorite movies that year. It just seemed a little twee. It could be. I could understand that. Uh, Max has the curious case of Natalia Grace, that little girl. Yeah, I haven't watched adopted. that one yet. It's disturbing as fuck. Um, yeah. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. <laughs> I, we were texting back and forth, and I said, it's the best hour of television. 
since the Pinelands episode of The Sopranos. <laughs> you're I all, stand by that. Yes, you're all the Pine the Pine Barrens episode of The Sopranos and then Salt Lake City. You were like, those are the two best hours of television ever. What they did in this episode is like such a chef's kiss. Like it's a masterpiece. Like the editing is so good. The like Heather calling all the OGs to the beach to like deliver except this Angie. news. Except for <laughs> well, because it's just the OGs. Like right, 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 right. You know, so Angie's so left out of this one. It's like no one's talking to you, Angie. Just be quiet. Opa. <laughs> yeah, no, this is not your business. Like such a good episode it's it's really fucking good and then heather with her just like photos videos or seats like, <laughs> just it's so good y'all it's a if you watch real housewives you know if you don't well i feel sorry for you because yeah, it's, it's a really good one i indoctrinated sonia she did you know i was like i said there's a new city just check it out see if it's like something you like and then here we are Yes. Season four, season finale. Yes. And And we were real time like texting each other like this is the best. Yes. And my sister and my friend Kate have also been like texting me and we're all sending each other things like the, you know, uh, well, so I've been speculating now that Monica stole Lisa Barlow's ring. And then Kate sent me stuff that I think I sent to you that was about, um, the video between Monica and her mother and about her like, mother. yeah, trying to like get more screen time and all that. Like, it's just I, the reunion can't come soon enough for me. I'm so excited. And they, they're going to air on Peacock and on the Peacock Network, and on there they'll let the curses fly. Nice. So I'm totally into that. I'm, yeah, I have a potty mouth. It. We do. We absolutely do, and it's it's just it's going to be so good. It's going to be so epic and. And then, you know, what, just, when does, and then Vanderpump Rules will be back and we'll be fine. Like, there's lots to watch. (laughs) Yeah, no, I was going to say Beverly Hills is great. Um, Ultimate Girls Trip was really fun. You don't have to know anything for Ultimate Girls Trip. They set it up perfectly. Yes. I was. just dive right in. I texted you multiple times watching Ultimate Girls Trip because the Countess, Luann, is living her best life. She is that just, body of hers too, by the way. Yeah. Like I would walk around in a bikini every day like her if yeah. I look like her. She is she's amazing. Her her body is tight. She is she has a high sex drive. Yeah. She has high confidence. Yes. She could speak like French and Italian. She flirts better than anybody I've ever seen flirting in my life. Yes. Like unbelievable. Dudes just swarm around her and they the, can't but, help it. But the the the, the scene of her like in the ocean swimming around the dude like a sh- like a shark like a shark swimming around this hot man and then his like wife comes out or whatever and like some popsicle. yeah it's so and she takes the popsicle. yeah it's so funny like i was just like luann doesn't give a fuck and no it's amazing. I'm just, I need maybe I need to start asking myself like what would luann do? <laughs> like, I, you know what? I'm, I I just realized, like, yeah, because she's she's killing it. <laughs> no self doubt here. No, and her just her moves. yeah, her and Sonia are just and they're so funny together. Like, I hope they do more spinoffs with the two of them because together yeah. they're so funny. So thanks for turning me on to those things because <laughs> they are they welcome. are very entertaining. 
Anything else on your list? Nope, that's it. Okay. Uh, I wanted to mention uh, Daughters of the Cult, which is on Hulu. I watched it, all of it already. There's like four episodes. And it's about this man named Ervil LeBaron. And he is a polygamist. He was, I should say, a polygamist cult leader in the like 70s, 80s and through the 90s. And it's all these like basically warring factions of Mormonism and who's the true prophet. And it's like a mob war, but it's but they're Mormons. It's fucking bananas. It's and it's really, really good. And they do something in this that I've never seen on these. And I've been watching a lot of these like cult documentaries lately is they have because they're families. These are all families with like sisters and like half sisters and half brothers because there's, you know, it's polygamous. So there's a lot of different moms and a lot of different kids. And at one point they have a whole bunch of these kids together, just like drinking wine and like eating and talking about what they remember. At one point they sit down and they're drinking wine and they watch the TV movie that was made about their lives from the nineties. And I was like, could they have live streamed that? I would have loved to have watched it. Oh it my was, God. Cause there was a TV movie called profit of evil and it had like Brian Cranston in it. And they are like drinking wine and they're watching the TV movie and they are just like, those houses look way too nice. We never stayed in a house that nice. And they're just like laughing and they're like, that's Brian Cranston. And they're just like having such a good time remembering the shit that's really, really traumatizing for them. But, you know, humor's a way to deal with. Yes. But I was. I think the documentary is really well done and I think it's really interesting and I loved how they brought them together and as they were like figuring things out and like filling in blanks for each other during these conversations. I really liked that and I, I kind of hope we s- could maybe get more stuff like that because I really, really enjoyed it. I, enjoy is a weird thing to say for a cult documentary, but because a lot of people did die. But it's it's well done. It's on Hulu. <laughs> We've been talking about basic instinct for an hour. Like, I'm such a we're not serious people. I'm such a weirdo. But it it's really really good. And if you're looking for some movies, um, holdovers, the holdovers is streaming on Peacock. It's really really great. It was one of my favorite movies that came out last year with Paul Giamatti. It's got a '70s vibe about it. It's um, bottoms is hilarious with these girls who start a fight club in their high school to pick up chicks. It's really, really funny. <laughs> uh, if you want to go to the theater, see Iron Claw. Iron Claw is so good. I thought it was going to be like a fun 80s romp about wrestling. It is not. It is about like family relationships, parenting, the relationships between brothers. It's really sad, but it's, yeah. Haha, <laughs> oh, Max. Yeah, he um, kills you. But it's, it's very well done. Zach Efron is really, really good in it. I, Jeremy Allen White is really, really great in it too. And I think that, so I, I I'm kind of surprised that there's not like award show buzz around those performances because I think they're they're really, really good. Oh my gosh, my dog is so upset. Um. So anyway, those are my recommendations. <laughs> it was in the bear. 
You didn't even mention the bear. And I just spilled wine on myself. <laughs> okay, so let's call it a day. Let's call it a day, my friend. Where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Brooklyn Margo on Twitter, on uh, thread. I'm sorry, not threads. Uh, what am I thinking of? Blue Sky, uh, TikTok. My I, my site is Brooklyn Fit Chick. That's where you can also find me for Instagram and threads. Follow me in all the places. And if you like the sound of our voices, and I'm going to assume if you've been listening this whole time, you do. We also co-host a podcast called What a Creep, where we talk about creeps of the past and the present. Our current episode out right now is about the history of ugly laws in this country, which has a funny name. It's not about whether or not people are hot. It's actually about how they criminalize people who are uh, have special needs or are poor. It's very interesting. Please listen. You can find me at thesoniashow.com, The Sonia Show on all the social media channels. Email us at dorkingoutshow at gmail if you have requests. We take requests. So, we do. So send them our way. Um, you can also find Dorking Out at Dorking Out Show, our website. We're on all the social media channels. Also at Dorking Out Show. I'm so glad that we finally talked about Basic Instinct. This was, it was worth the wait. <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks my friend and uh let's go smoke <laughs>